What's going on, everybody? Jack McCauley alongside Luke Munger, back for a Week 4 preview against the Colorado, or Colorado, California Golden Bears. Dogs coming off a big win at home against Arkansas State. Luke, you called it big-time blowout. I didn't see it coming. I didn't think we were going to put up 52. Nevertheless, the dogs did it. Offense sparks. What did you like about that game? Yeah, you know, like you said, I think it was – I was hopeful that it would be a big win for the Huskies. What I really wanted to see was the Huskies to show up and make an adjustment. Um, they had not been running the ball particularly well, and Arkansas State doesn't have a great secondary, and the Huskies did exactly that, took advantage of an offensive, I guess, advantage that they had, and that's what I liked. Uh, how about yourself? Yeah, I, you know, UW's wide receivers, I think it really showed how they were actually healthy this game, mm-hmm. um, and that really lacked the first two games against I mean, against, you know, Montana and Michigan, it was clear that, you know, they couldn't play, they couldn't get open, and they found a way. I mean, nevertheless, Arkansas State, their secondary is not good at all, but they were able to make plays, and they were were able to do what every other team was able to do, which is is a good sign. Uh, Cal, we'll see. This is a tougher test. You know, Cal's notably, they've... They've, they've been a good defense historically, especially mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do this week against Cal. Yeah, they've been a real thorn in the side for the Huskies as well. So this is a big one for the Huskies to build some momentum. Uh, it's Last week felt like the declaration that conference play will be a fresh slate for the Dogs. I, I really feel like the Huskies are starting this week 0-0. Zero zero. Uh, if they play well in conference, conference championship – like and more is still on the table. So I think it was big to kind of get the monkey off the back last week and they'll need to continue to ride the wave against Cal this week. Exactly. Um, Cal, they are one and two right now with a loss against or losses against Nevada as well as TCU. They do have a combined lot or they have only lost those games by what? Five, five points total, I believe. Um, they've been playing their teams close and they just came off yeah. a recent win Last week against Sacramento State, FCS team, um, nevertheless, they, they put up points against them, 42. I think that's a good intro to get into the offense. Luke, what do you like about this Cal offense? Yeah, like you said, Cal's lost by a combined seven points this year in the two games they have lost, so they've been competitive. Uh, Cal, you know, they are a tough offensive team. Uh, in 2019, the Huskies were hurt bad by Christopher Brown, who's now Christopher Brooks, but he's kind of now playing – kind of second fiddle to Damian Moore, uh, who has emerged. Uh, he was a true freshman in 2020 and was their leading rusher, averaged nearly five yards a carry. He's averaging over 5.8 yards per carry this year. Uh, he is a big physical back, about 5'10", 220. Uh, I certainly – I wouldn't call him shifty, but he has some some wiggle and tight spaces. Uh, he's a guy who is decisive, hits the hole hard. Um, and he's not necessarily a burner, but – like if there's an open crease for him, he'll burst into the second level and is capable of picking up big yardage on the ground. So Damian Moore is definitely an, a guy to keep an eye on for the Huskies at tailback. Uh, they also have, like I said, Christopher Brooks and then senior tailback Marcel Dancy, who's on pace to catch 30 passes this year as a running back. You move to a receiver core, pretty talented group. Nico Remigio is a very experienced receiver, yards after the catch kind of guy mainly running short to intermediate routes out of the slot. But this year he's only averaging five yards per reception. Uh, That said, he does have three total touchdowns, including a return touchdown this year. 
uh, and he's a guy that you have to bottle up when he catches the ball in front of you. Uh, but their real, I guess, name to watch as receiver is Kakoa Crawford. He only has three catches this year. Uh, he's been limited, but he's likely to be full go against the Huskies. Uh, he had 232 yards and two touchdowns on 19 catches in just four games last year. Uh, he's a guy that can hurt you in a variety of ways. He can beat you deep, yards after the catch. Uh, so he's really the guy to watch in that group. And then on the offensive line, they did some kind of reshuffling, relatively inexperienced group, but they've been pretty solid so far. Uh, Will Craig is a starting left tackle, Ben Coleman at left guard, Matthew Sindrick, Skyline High School alum at center, McCade Matoyer at right guard, and Valentino Del Toso at right tackle, all of which have been solid this year uh, in protecting Chase Garbers. Uh, now, I am a big Chase Garbers fan. So is Pro Football Focus. He's the top-rated PFF QB in the Pac-12 this year. Uh, a few interesting stats about Chase Garbers. He's 16-8 and eight in his career in games that he has both started and finished. Uh, he's had some injury trouble, uh, which is kind of in- indicated by the nature of that stat. But he's been effective when he's been able to play. Uh, that said, he's just 2-5 and five in his last seven games. Uh, he has a 25-8 to touchdown-to-interception ratio since his sophomore year takes care of the ball. He's also not afraid to let it rip. Uh, he'll take shots for his receivers, like I mentioned, Kakoa Crawford, Nico Remigio, Jeremiah Hunter, and Trayvon Clark are some bigger guys on the outside. Um, and, uh, yeah, when he does take shots, though, they're very calculated. A lot of times one-on-one matchups, 50-50 balls, or the worst, absolute worst that's going to happen is maybe like a third and 10 arm punt. Most likely it'll be a big gain or just an incomplete pass. So I really like Chase Garber's. Uh, he's not a guy that they're going to dial up runs to, but he also can extend plays with his legs. Uh, and occasionally, as the Huskies know from that dreaded rain game in Lightning in 2019, that it'll be third and four, everything's bottled up, and all of a sudden Chase Garbers is just sneaking away for six yards and moving the sticks. Uh, but he's a winner, I guess is all I'll say about Chase Garbers. He's a good player for sure. That's what I wanted to ask you about first. Chase Garbers, I would say him and Kakoa Crawford, those two alone almost combined – Mm-hmm. just destroyed Washington in 2019, extending mm-hmm. plays and all that. So do you think coming into this game, Chase Garbers has to be one of those? Because they don't have a lead, like a true lead tailback like they did, I guess, in 2019. Yeah. Do you think Garbers has to be like essentially the sole focus for Washington's defensive line and Eddie and Sermon? Yeah, I think – I, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, a couple of things there. I think pass rush is going to be really important for the Huskies because if you give Chase Garbers a lot of time, he's going to find someone open. He makes great decisions. Uh, and like I said, he'll make calculated risks. He can really push the ball down the field. Um, so Chase Garbers, like obviously getting after him is going to be a big key for the Huskies. I wouldn't be surprised if on third downs they spy him a little bit you might normally designate that for like a Dorian Thompson Robinson type quarterback who runs a lot. Chase Garbers can still hurt you with his legs. One interesting stat I wanted to share about Chase Garbers though. That's interesting this year. Um, Over 330 yards of his 774 through the air this year have come on seven passes. So if you take away those seven passes, Chase Garbers is averaging less than five yards per attempt this year, just a little less than eight yards per completion. Um, Obviously, big plays are part of what makes an offense great. The reason I think that's important to share is the Huskies rarely give up big plays, and they especially rarely give up big plays through the air. Um, 
So I think that'll be an interesting battle to see if the Huskies can keep things in front of them against Cal. I think this offense, which has, like you said, scored 42 points last week, scored 32 against TCU. uh, I think they can limit them quite a bit. So like you mentioned earlier on about the offensive line, they have held their own this, this year and coming into the season, the offensive line was, they, they were listed as one of the biggest, probably if not the biggest problem on this cow offense. So like you said, Washington has to get pressure, but haven't been able to do so successfully this year. Do you think Washington will be able to get some pressure or do you think Cal's going to be able to bottle them up? Yeah. You know, I think, like this may kind of be a cliche, but especially college football is a game of like momentum and confidence. I think the Huskies able to force some turnovers, get some sacks. There was the big Fatui to a Tele, uh, just absolutely throttling of what's his name, Lane. What's his name? Lane Hatcher. Yeah, Lane Hatcher. That led to a, a scoop and score for Braylon Trice. I think those are the types of things that get an, get a defensive line going. You know, I, I was encouraged. Uh, by what I saw from the likes of like Jeremiah Martin, Braylon Trice getting a little more pressure last week. I think the Huskies do have an opportunity. Uh, Will Craig is probably their least experienced offensive lineman, and he plays left tackle. Uh, So the Huskies may try to dial some things up there. And and then additionally, the Huskies have been really close and have even gotten like Jacoby Covington, for example, uh, had a sack last week coming off of the edge. I wouldn't be surprised if the Huskies dial up blitzes for the likes of Bookie Radley-Hiles. Yep. Trent McDuffie, Kyler Gordon coming off the edge uh, and trying to get a quick uh, hit on the quarterback. Yeah, I think you have to be creative. Yeah, I think you have to be creative against Cal, especially with the guy who uses his legs. Um, So I would, like you said, I would not be surprised to see Bookie coming off the edge a lot in the slot. They did a lot with Molden. I think they're going to go back to that. Him. I think they might bring in a safety or two. Um, I think Alex Cook is a very good underrated blitzer being a you know wide receiver he's got a real quick first step i think he could get dialed in for some blitzes um and then like you said i just have to play well jeremiah jeremiah martin looked in my opinion awesome last week Mm -hmm. outside of missing a couple edges he didn't hold the edge as well or went inside too quick but nevertheless looked very strong um but yeah cal offense you know it seems like they've done the same thing year in and year out you know especially since garbers has been there and it feels like he's been there forever yeah, no, he's definitely a guy that's been there for a long time. And, and like I said, he's a winner. So the Huskies need to get creative, find a way to slow him down. Uh, Nevada held uh, Colorado, or Cal's offense to 4.7 yards per attempt through the air. Uh, like I said, Cal's had some huge plays and then otherwise has been ineffective through the air. And I think the Huskies, part of that has been Kikoa Crawford has been limited. But the Huskies need to kind of take a, a leaf from that book. Uh, now, Jack, Cal... Tell me a little more on the defensive side of the ball. Like you said, historically great defense. Justin Wilcox led team. What do you see from that side of the ball? Yeah, you know, I that was kind of a teaser, I guess. Historically led deep, you know, defense that's been very good in the past. Um, this year, though, not so much. They have not been the, the last eight game, five eight games. They have been very weak. Um, you know, letting up against thirty four against TCU. 32 against Sacramento State. That's just uncharacteristic of them. They usually hold teams low 20s, um, high teens. That's just where they are. That's just where they've been. And this year, they are not there. And part of the reason why they aren't there, in my opinion, almost all the reason why they aren't there, is because they don't have good linebackers at all. I think the worst, I think they're, the biggest weakness of their team is in the linebacker linebacker room. Um, they do have, their two signing linebackers are in Buelo, you, Isofasa and Evan Taterstall or Tauterstall. 
Um, and just to show you guys kind of where they're at right now, against Sac State and FCS team, they only combined for 10 tackles. I just don't think that's going to do the job for you, especially in Cal's defensive scheme where Cal's linebackers essentially, like Washington, hold everything in front of them. And when their linebackers aren't succeeding, their defense kind of cripples underneath it. Uh, they do are they are able to get pressure though. If one of the biggest strengths of their team lies on the outside, Boston College transfer Luke Baquets is very good off the edge. He was very good at Boston College. Hasn't done as well as people have thought at Cal so far, but I think that's going to turn around and it could turn turn around this Saturday. Um, Elijah Hicks back in the secondary. He's a he's one of their notable guys. He's been there for a long time too. It seems like. Uh, Secondary-wise, they don't have many big names outside of Hicks. Hicks is kind of a do-it-all safety. He's a true ball hawk, very good at finding down the ball. He had 28 tackles and one interceptions uh, last four or during the four shortened game seasons last year uh, and as a preseason all-pack uh, all 12 pick, third team. Um, but nevertheless, he is very explosive, very good. I think their best player on defense, though, lies with Cameron Good Goodwin. He's an outside linebacker. Uh, if it weren't for his size, you know, he's one of those guys where it's like, all right, he's too too big to be a linebacker, too small to be a true defensive end in the NFL, but he's so explosive and he's so good off the edge. Um, I think he's I think he's Cal is one of the one of their top five players on this team. Um, he's very and you know, he's a guy who could cause Washington havoc, you know, being undersized, matched up against Kirkland. Maybe he can fit, you know, fit under those long arms and get around him for a, some build up some pressure and whatnot. Um, but like I said, Cal's linebackers are the, the weakness of their team and really lifting them up right now is Elijah Hicks in the secondary and those two names on the outside. Yeah, thank you for that. And then another thing that's interesting is you mentioned the sort of stat with low numbers of tackles by the interior linebackers for Cal against Sac State. And that's not like a game where it was a blowout where they likely pulled their guys no, no, not at all. Exactly. 30 win. Um, so another question for you, you kind of – Yeah, cut, just real quick. Their usage of the linebackers is not – they love to plug their, their linebackers in the in the gaps between the nose guard and – or the center and their, their guards, which means that that's where – you know, and Cal loves to run the ball there. So that means they're missing tackles, getting guys loose. And I think guys like Sean McGrew, Kamari Pleasant have to be real valuable assets during this game. Yeah. Awesome. So in just in general, and it sounds like you kind of alluded to why this is happening, but Cal's struggled against the run, allowing four yards per carry this year, 4.5 yards per carry in the previous season. So obviously kind of spotty linebacker play so far. Tell me a little bit. You mentioned Luke Biquette on the defensive line, uh, but the rest of that defensive line, is that kind of an area of question mark for Cal and, and what's kind of your take on that group? Yeah, it is. You know, they they aren't a big they aren't as big as they have been in the past. They have guys around three hundred pounds, but they're not as deep and they're not as big as they have been in the last couple of years. And I think part of that is, you know, like I said, part of the linebackers kind of getting mowed over is because the defensive line hasn't held their own as much. On the outside, they're great. In between the tackles, not so much. Um, I think, you know, running some screens in between, you know, your guard center, letting McGrew find a hole, get open, you know, little check down to him, seeing what he can do break tackles. I think that's, I think that's where Washington's going to find success, you know, as well as running short crossing routes underneath where the linebackers have to step up and make plays. They're not, they're not overly athletic. 
um, and they're not the and they're not the fastest group of the bunch, which is why I think Washington will have a lot of success if they choose to go that route rather than you know, hey, let's go over the top and test Elijah, Elijah Hicks. I don't think that's I don't think that's how a winning formula against Cal. Certainly. So I was going to say, like you said, that for the Huskies earlier in this podcast, that it was clear that the Husky receiving core was healthy uh, and played well. Jalen McMillan looked great. He looked fast. Um, Cal's kind of calling card is their secondary. Um, if you're John Donovan or you're just kind of scheming to get ready for this Cal defense, I mean, obviously you can't run at every play, right? So but how do you expect the Huskies to kind of attack a strong Cal secondary? Yeah, I don't think you, I don't, I think this is a team you got to limit your shots, but you got to take them too. Um, you got to be real careful. And Dylan Morris is, he seems to be real careful about that. That seems to be one of his strengths, you know, Hey, let's not force a ball 30 yards downfield and throw it up there. Um, but I think you do have to take shots because Cal is very good at keeping things in front of them, kind of like Washington. So you have to be able to go over the top every now and then. This is why I think Jalen McMillan is such a key to this game. Um, he's so explosive, so quick. And I think mm-hmm. using him in the right manner is what ultimately could bring Washington success through the air. I think a guy like Giles Jackson too in space, kind of mm-hmm. like I said, get him underneath, get him like just give him the ball and on a screen pass, get him the ball on a slant route, find him, let him use his speed and outrun these guys because I think that's what Washington needs to do rather than approach, you know, their safeties and cornerbacks and just go directly at them. Awesome. So it looks like uh at this point, narrowly avoiding some bad weather this weekend. Looks like it should be a pretty nice Saturday evening in no Seattle. Thunder, lightning. No thunder, lightning. No thunder and lightning. So, obviously, kind of a revenge game for the Huskies that have not played particularly well against Cal in the past four or five years. Uh, Jack, you don't have to give me a prediction or anything, but what's kind of your confidence level now that the Huskies are starting their Pac-12 slate? Yeah, I'm going to give a 6.5. Um, I'm... You know, I, if it wasn't for last week, I'd probably be around the four or five range. I'm not saying that, you know, that's an indicator of them losing. I just don't feel – I'm not I'm not sold on the team. And I don't think we should, as fans, have a reason to be sold on them completely yet, if at all. And, you know, we can't be flopping around like a dead fish um, on this, you know, on this team if they think they're going to win or lose. Uh, and Cal's, you know, they've played Washington close as always. And, and I, Luke, you predicted before the season them to lose to Cal at home. Um, I don't know how you feel now, but I'm going to say about a 6.5-ish. Uh, I think I think Washington needs to – I don't know if they're going to use guys like McGrew and Pleasant, but I think they need to be valuable assets as opposed to uh, Newton and Davis. They, I just don't think their, their role is scripted best for this sort of team. I think McGrew and Pleasant are the better backs to – use during this during this game very nice yeah I, I think i'm a little more confident for whatever reason than when i predicted this um back before the season started when we did kind of our how's the season going to pan out um i think it's going to be at cal just won 42 30 over sac state i do not think the score will be 42 30 <laughs> on saturday you know i think it, it might not be super pretty um i think the huskies have what it takes to kind of limit Chase Garbers. I am, uh, I guess, the Husky fan side of me is a little worried about what Damian Moore can get done against a Husky defense that allowed over 300 yards against Michigan on the ground. Um, that said, I think for the first time in a while, the Huskies will have an opportunity to take advantage of a Cal defense that doesn't look kind of the part of what it's been 
in the 2017, 2018, 2019 span. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited to see the Huskies begin conference play, hopefully with a little bit of momentum on Saturday. It should be a good game. Like you said, you know, these teams always play each other close. Purple out for Washington, it seems like. That's what all the players, um, that's, what they're, that's what they're pushing for, it looks like. I've seen a lot of players on their social media, you know, tweeting purple out, stuff like that. So it should be a good atmosphere, a lot better than last week. Um, but nevertheless, going to be a great game. Pac-12 opener, monster game for Jimmy Lake and John Donovan, especially for their tenures. Um, who knows, you know, if they drop this game and another one, we don't know. We don't know. That we're, I mean, obviously you don't hold a crystal ball, but um, you got to imagine it's not looking good then if you drop this one and another one. Um, but with that said, um, Luke, good to have you on again. Good job previewing. Um, I'm Jack McCauley alongside Luke Munger, dogman.com. Go dogs. Thank you.